This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Bloomberg Quick Takes Tim Stenovic from Bloomberg Radio. Listen, we've talked a lot about the climate and climate change over the past year. Some good blue skies that we started to see, animals coming out, seeing mountain ranges for the first time as the economy unfortunately shut down because of the pandemic. And we've been talking a lot about the impact climate change is having on our world and how we can make some changes. So looking at how we can create better habits that help the environment and our climate is Sheila Sheila Moravati. She is president and founder of Habits of Waste. It's a nonprofit focusing on reducing environmental impacts She joins us on the phone from Los Angeles. Sheila, welcome to Bloomberg. Nice to have you here. Hi, Carol. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, listen, like a lot of our guests, I've got to first ask you, what's your last 12 months been like? I mean, it's been (laughs) quiet, I have to say. I've been, um, I was living a very intense life prior to the pandemic. I don't even know how I did it. I mean, I was the classic person that was burning the candle at two ends and the pandemic just forced us into a very different lifestyle that, um, you know, really made me think a lot of, about a lot of things. So um, the environment is definitely at the top of the list. Well, and it's interesting because of the pandemic, as I mentioned uh, in the intro to this, is that like all of a sudden we talked about with people not driving to work and planes not flying, uh, the environment got a lot cleaner. At the same time, we have been using a lot of single-use items, whether it's uh, plastic cutlery and plastic bags or, you know, masks one time. So it's it's kind of this dichotomy of, of different things going on. Um, tell us about what you are trying to do with Habits of Waste, and especially when I feel like we've all had a past year to really think about our impact, our footprint on society. Absolutely. Um, so I come into environmentalism with a little bit of a different angle. I studied sociology at UCLA and found it fascinating to understand human behavior and how to shift the behavior of the masses. So throughout the pandemic, um, food delivery applications went through the roof. So the increase in food delivery orders was about 250%. So what I realized is if we were able to convince people to only receive plastic cutlery upon request, how could we decrease the 40 billion pieces of plastic cutlery that are entering our waste stream every single year. So I was able to convince Uber Eats, Postmates, and Grubhub to swap that default setting so it's no, no plastic cutlery comes out anymore unless you ask for it. We're still waiting on DoorDash to jump in, and it's imperative that they join us because they had about 45% of all food delivery orders in 2020. That being said, um, we used technology to get to this point. We had an email campaign on our website at habitsofwaste.org where users could come in, send an email, and it would go directly to these food delivery applications. And I felt that if the food delivery apps knew that this is what we wanted, we have this junk drawer everybody has in the kitchen that they feel horrible about throwing away, Mm -hmm. yet it's filled to the rim with plastic cutlery. I mean, ask anybody. They've got one. So luckily, these um, emails worked, and we sent about 10,000 emails to date. <clears throat> and now we're just holding out for DoorDash, and then we'll have it all done. It's amazing so, how, though, like, I've got to say, we've gotten used to it and not getting cutlery, and don't miss it. I'm actually kind of grateful that we're not getting it. And silly for us for not kind of saying earlier on, like, don't, you know, don't put it in, but it became such a habit, right, of all the takeout places. Right. And it's really about choice architecture. Like, how is it that we're just being bombarded with these habitual behaviors of waste without really getting a chance to even do better or bypass it, you know? I spearheaded the first plastic straw and cutlery ban in history, which was in the city of Malibu. And unfortunately, banning plastic straws was a lot easier than banning plastic cutlery. So here we are trying to at least 
have it only upon request, and most people don't even want it. So it's a win-win. And by the way, restaurants are saving a ton of money. I'll, I'll give you this one really interesting fact. Postmates announced that within a year, they saved 122 million packs of cutlery from entering the environment, and that was an equivalent of t- $3.2 million in savings for restaurants. So, yeah. you know, plastic is really important, but the next most important thing that I've ever done, probably in my whole entire life, has been um, trying to get more people to eat plants. Well, well That is the single most important thing we need to do right now. Sheila, let's talk about, I'm up on your website, and I was looking at it uh, earlier today as well. There's a form you can fill out to join a challenge that you have. It's called Hashtag 8 Meals. What's that about? Yeah, so um, actually it's a brand new app that we have and it's available in the App Store under Habits of Waste. And 8 Meals was basically born because, you know, I'm very much involved in environmental work, yet one thing I've yet to, you know, be able to commit to fully is going fully vegan. And eating every single meal plant-based is just something that I felt was impossible. If I feel this way, I can guarantee that many of your listeners probably feel the same way. And I felt very dissuaded by the whole thing and always like, I, okay, I'm going to try this week, but then I'd fall off the bandwagon. I came across a study by the University of Michigan and Tulane talking about how Western cultures must decrease their animal protein intake by 40 to 50% at the very minimum in order for us to even have a chance at climate change. It is the number one thing individuals must do to make an impact. So I thought about that, and I said, okay, well, how do we translate that for the everyday person to be able to adopt this idea into their daily lives? So three meals a day times seven days a week, 21 meals, what's 40% of that? That Hmm. gives us eight meals. So that's the goal, is that we all want to try and increase our plant-based meals by eight meals a week, and we've created this new application to help everyone do that by providing recipes, linking your the meals you want to plug in into your calendar. You can check out how much of a carbon reduction you're making because by eating eight meals a week, it's actually 540 kilograms of carbon that you're reducing, which is the equivalent of driving a hybrid car a week. I'm sorry, a hybrid car for a year. So eight meals a week for a year is equivalent to driving a Prius. Um, don't you don't you almost feel like like I think about this year where we as individuals global citizens learned a lot about obviously a health pandemic but also what it takes to create a vaccine like we peeled back the layers and I almost feel like food production is a thing where I don't think we all really understand where a lot of stuff comes from or the impact it has we've we've done a lot of stories here at Bloomberg about meat, meat production and what it does for the climate and the environment. Um, you know, what, what do you think about in terms of what we need to do, though, to also educate people about food? I mean, we understand organic versus not and things like that. But the mass production of food, you know, not so much, although we got a glimpse of it, right, when all of a sudden the supply chain started coming undone during the pandemic. Right. You know, one fact that always sticks um, is when you keep it really simple. So, for example, creating one pound of beef is the equivalent of 8,000 gallons of water. Hmm. So just thinking about these small things that, you know, just like tidbits of information. And by the way, eating a plant-based meal eight times a week is not so, you know, impossible for many people. And in fact, you feel better and it's 25% less expensive. So there's a lot of wins in there for your health, for your wallet, for the environment. So if we can just look at it like, okay, I'm not going to commit 100%, fine. 
maybe you will. You never know. After eight meals, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm kind of grossed up by meat. I don't even need it. <laughs> Great. But my, my whole mission is to educate with as much small bits of information that would interest the everyday person that's not in the environmental world because people are living their lives. They're busy. They just got to get dinner on the table and they've got work and school and a million other things, especially this past year. So, um, yeah, this is my philosophy that, you know, if you can just give small bits of info, it's great. What do you think is holding people back the most from doing things, little things, like you say, these habits, uh, you change them. If everybody starts to change a, a little habit, that's a significant one. You can you can kind of alter the outcome of our climate. What's holding people yeah, back? I think people just aren't aware that their impact matters. So it's just that everyone says, well, I'm just one person. I'm only one person. But if we all said that, then nothing would get done in the world. So this is an opportunity. Our whole website, our whole mission um, on ha- at habitsofwaste.org is really about inspiring people to know you do matter and your actions do add up. And so, and then taking away obstacles. So, for example, the 8 Meals app is an opportunity for us to make it really easy and fun um, and interactive to try, you know, increasing your plant-based meals or cut out cutlery. It's taking away a default setting that we were unable to communicate properly with the restaurants and the food delivery applications, but we were being bombarded with plastic that we didn't want. So we're, we're here um, as an organization to help alleviate some of those obstacles in the way, but also to inspire the individual to know that every single day you wake up in the morning till the time you go to bed, you have decisions to make and those decisions add up you know, by the billions mm-hmm. of people that are on this planet. What do you think is the necessary um, collaborations we need be, We need to be seeing, uh, maybe more so, between private and public sectors on this matter? Well, I believe that if we are able to basically give ourselves a little bit, uh, just a little bit of wiggle room, that it's not an all or nothing, that there's no shame involved, that there's no, it's really just about doing your very best, I believe that that is the most important way to move forward on on progress. And that is, you know, and listening, listening to each side, it it really does make a difference because ultimately companies want to do the right thing for their consumers. Um, And if the consumers speak up and are heard, then it's a beautiful synergy. So with, again, back to the, you know, cut out cutlery campaign that we did, the, the applications, you know, they're like these emails, can you stop sending them to us? So they're listening. It's, ma- it's working. It's just a matter of, again, not shaming, and it's just positive, and just understanding that we all, we all can make an impact. All right. Well, good stuff. And please keep us posted on some of the work that you're doing as you got, as you continue to move forward. Um, really inspirational. Sheila Moravati, she, Moravati, excuse me. She is president and founder of Habits of Waste on the phone from LA. You can find out more by going to habitsofwaste.org. And you can also find out more on Twitter at HowChangers.